Hello and welcome to another episode of Simply Walk the Talk, hosted by Josh Holland and Grace Nuttall. This week we're going to be talking about social media and its effects on society and everyone's mental health. Thanks so much to one of our listeners for suggesting this topic. We really hope that you find it as informative as we did. Enjoy! What's up, Josh? What's up, Grace? Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> I always love starting these episodes because I never know how you're going to do your introduction. <laughs> exactly. Well, here you go. I'm here in Berlin. I'm having a great time. And it just, I, I love doing these these podcasts because this is, this is like a highlight of my day. Oh, so, that's so sweet. It's yeah. the highlight of my day as well. <laughs> right on that very sappy note um let's like lo- just launch straight into what we're going to discuss today so That's do you want right. to yeah introduce the topic and why in particular we've chosen it today yeah so um this is great you know the the fact that we always talk about getting feedback from our listeners and um and things like that i've i've come across some some great feedback with a few listeners and they're writing in through instagram and whatnot and one of our listeners kimmy is um, she's been listening and applying a lot of things. I noticed her and her group of friends were doing uh, the plank challenge and things like that. But she recently just um, listened to an episode and, and she she finally decided to write and said, hey, why don't you guys discuss something about like social media and maybe the, the, the implications of social media in today's world and like whether it affects us or, or not. Um, and, uh, and so, of course, she said thanks for, for the thoughts, and, and she really likes our, our podcast. So Grace and I decided to expand upon that. And, of course, social media is a hot topic, and we've, we've kind of touched on this a little bit before when we talked about virtual training. But now we're going to go into sort of the pros and cons of, of social media today. Yeah, absolutely. I, like, we always love getting feedback from listeners, and it really helps us choose what we're going to talk about. You know, So please... If anyone else is listening and has some ideas and or questions about what we want to be t- what you want to be talking uh, about in the future, let us know. But yeah, um, we've talked about social media and mental health in the past, so this is a nice one to just do a quick deep dive into. Exactly, and to do Kimmy some justice, uh, I'll, I'll read exactly how her question comes in because we also want to encourage other people to do this same thing because who knows we'll have a uh, an episode sort of dedicated to answering your questions. So here we go. She goes. Josh, do you think the use of social media like Instagram is good for our general well-being and mental health or bad? I find it interesting observing my own behavior with Instagram and WhatsApp, etc., and can see it becomes almost a, an addictive and a huge part of our day-to-day lives. And I'm not sure if it's a good, good new part of our society or something to be treated with caution. Interested in your view? Maybe you could do a podcast topic. So here we are, yeah. Kimmy. Um, yeah. So let's. I guess maybe we should start with the cons. It's kind of like, uh, you know, when you get good news and bad news, I always kind of like to start with the bad news first so we can end on a, on a high note. <laughs> so let's go yeah. into it. Absolutely. Well, I think like the first one that can be kind of mentioned is that like, addictive element to it. And I think that's a really good starting point um, because it also answers her question in a way. Um, and that is that social media is really addictive. Like before we started recording, we were discussing some statistics that I found about just how addicted we are to our phones um and apparently brits according to research done earlier this year check their phones 28 times a day and according to research done in america in last year in 2017 americans check their phones up to 80 times a day 
wow, so that's like three times more than, than the Brits. Yeah, I mean, I find it difficult to believe that there is such a big difference. Like, I think it must actually be very similar because, like, the I social yeah, the social media thing is pretty ubiquitous. I don't think it's just right. you know, one country versus the other. But I've definitely heard research in the past that talks about like the like millennials and the Gen Z generation. Um, having physical feelings of discomfort when they're separated from their phone. Like, being separated makes them physically uncomfortable. Which is so weird, isn't it? <laughs> you know, yeah, let's let's go down the rabbit hole here. You know, it's 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 one thing when we we allow it to affect us, like ourselves, right? So if it's my phone, it affects me. Okay, that's one thing. But when that effect starts to enter into the lives of others, that's when I think it also becomes an issue or a potential issue. So, you know, I think the, the main thing that I always kind of look at nowadays is what is it doing to our kids, right? The fact that we are allowing kids to get onto social media a little sooner each year is, is like, oh, man, this is what's opening up a lot of things right so like there's there's creepers out there there's stalkers there's um uh predators so to speak right and and it's hard i know like people who are trying to be good parents probably want to not always be hovering over their child to kind of censor what they're doing but when you open them up to social media then it's it does provide a level of caution right um so yeah so so that part it, it can be an issue then I also see sort of like the act of giving phones and social media to kids, like younger and younger and younger, right? The tablets and maybe it's not social media, maybe it's not WhatsApp, but just the devices in itself. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But still, I, I see that there's a huge dopamine release that, that sort of happens when you get that like. You get that notification, bling, or you get the... Um, the text message that you've been waiting for all day long and it's just it's this need of acceptance it's almost like we're replacing the food as our security blanket people who used to eat food when they were depressed now they're going to their social media their likes they're doing all sorts of things in order you know stripping off clothes in order to get more likes and more followers and yeah i yeah. think it's i think it's very unfortunate and i think that 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 you bring up about the dopamine hit is a very accurate one because i think we've all experienced like the scrolling like the mm. mindless kind of scrolling and you kind of don't even realize that you're doing it and that's a big sign of the addiction i think you know you're just you go on twitter or you go on facebook or you go on instagram and you're not even like taking any of it in you're probably not even enjoying it that much it's purely through habit and i think it can be really dangerous and i think just because you know is that a really useful productive uh, way to spend your time probably right. not and like i'm definitely guilty of it like just before i go to bed usually i have like a quick scroll to see what my friends are up to or like first thing in the morning when i wake up i usually because i get a lot of notifications during the night from like america because we're in different time zones i'll wake up and see like instagram notifications or twitter or whatever and then start my day she's by scrolling blowing up she's blowing <laughs> up basically is what she's not trying to say everybody. really i'm really like not even it might just only be a couple but it's that little prompt do you get what i mean and it just yeah, it starts the day in a, a bit of a weird way i mean do you get this you're obviously much more popular on social media than i do but you know yeah. what do you think i i actually i do i do get a lot and i've 
um, to your point and to Kimmy's point for the question, I have really dived into trying to harness this because it, it, I was prompted by a few of the books I've been reading lately. I'm on book number 22 or 23 now. I've read a lot of books this year. But a few of them are talking about this the prevalence of social media and technology together, right? Not just social media, but the need to consume. So consumerism, right? And con- continually trying to consume more, consume more, consume more. And it's it. then there's the updates, right? You get the update of the phone software. Then you get an update of the actual phone device itself. Then you got to get the new pair of shoes. And now you got to get the new Instagram or the new Facebook. Or let's completely change the whole infrastructure now so that we can give you more shiny toys to play with, right? So yeah, I, I'm happy that I'm reading a lot because it's, it's kind of forcing me not to use my phone. And it's also helped me to not use my, my TV when I come into the room now. So, like, the last several hotels I've been in, I haven't even turned on the TV. I don't even know where the remote is, which has been kind of cool. Again, that's away from the social media and the device itself. Now, the last few books, since I've been reading so many, I've had to read on my device, but I put it in do not disturb mode, and I put it in airplane mode with no Wi-Fi. So I get zero notifications. Again, I am not saying that I've got this thing figured out, but this is what I've decided to do because I know that it's been... It's been a part of a of a, a feel. Yeah. And do you find kind of on that note with the addiction thing that actually it affects people's attention spans? Like, you know, have you oh. said you've had to turn it on do not disturb mode? Like, it seems to be a kind of collective thing with everyone nowadays that we want everything instantly. Like, we mm-hmm. want films to be shorter. Or yeah. if they're going to be longer, they have to have action scenes every 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. But then you can't even sit down and read a book without like maybe reading like a couple of pages and then your phone binging or yeah. you being like, oh, okay, I actually, I, I, I want to check something. And then you get distracted with getting some hell back on your feed. Of course, of course. You know, great point, great point, because it's like how much of that is real, genuine information that's going to bring quality to your life? And man, this is going to sound super like cheesy or whatever, but if it's not of value to you, then it can wait. So if there's, for instance, with the do not disturb feature, it's kind of cool because I think default is, is that if somebody calls you twice, then it, it actually goes through. Well, that means hopefully somebody is really trying to get in touch with you. But what I recently discovered is that it goes straight to voicemail. So then somebody will call you right back thinking that maybe you were in the subway or whatever, right? So that doesn't really quite work well. So I just turn that feature all the way off. But what I notice is that once I come back online, as in I turn off Do Not Disturb, then I get a chance to really sift through and see. And what I, some advice I got with some, from some of the reading that I've been doing is to set a timer. Set a timer for 30 minutes to go through that stuff. And once that timer's done, put it right back on Do Not Disturb. You know, it's just kind of like, it's just a way to kind of sift through, sift through the stuff, you know, or filter out the crap. And then you'll start to get, then people who communicate with you will learn. And I think that's important, right? Mm -hmm. So not only are we pointing out a con, but we can also point out a way to fix it, so to speak. Well, I guess kind of moving on from that into the second point, which is very linked to it, which is the whole idea of information. And I know we're going to talk about the benefits of the spread of information, but I think one of the biggest cons is just the spread of misinformation or just I, I hate I hate the term fake news, but you know, 
yeah. lies or think like information that is not fact-checked or is just completely made up mm-hmm. yeah absolutely i think if anything if we had to rank these into the, the the biggest one that's probably the biggest one and and the reason why i say that is because there's so much of it out there and it's not even just health and wellness and fitness it's everything and so there's a lot of people out there trying to become noticed, right? Because they don't have enough notifications. They're not getting enough of the blings, bling, blings, right? So they'll do anything they can to try to rock the boat to get more eyeballs. And uh, one of the quotes I just was reading in this book, uh, Show Your Work, said something along the lines of it's it's better to, it's not about the eyeballs, it's about the hearts, right? So you want to uh, affect the, the hearts of the people around you. And instead of just getting as many eyeballs that you can on it. And I, I thought that was super cool. You know, these are people who have things to say, people that you care about, not just the endless amounts of listeners, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think it's really important. And that's certainly something we try to do in terms of like creating an authentic connection with people and listeners. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very obvious on social media when you see people who aren't doing that, they're doing it for like the, maybe the, the wrong reasons. But I think it's just a bit more dangerous when you do have people with a large following or even if they don't have a, a large following, you know, you can see a post and be like, wow, is, is that true? If I drink mm. like eight glasses of water, that's going to cure my cancer. For, like that, obviously that's an extreme example. But Oh, no, it's probably <laughs> out there. I'm, I'm sure it's out there. Yeah. Like I think it's it's dangerous, isn't it? Like what what's your experience? Of course. With of course. Yeah, it's it's like it's the thing. Okay. What it should be designed to do is to create questions, to create curiosity. You know, I I would like to think that that should prompt people to go to the Internet, use that resource, right, in a positive way, to go to the Internet and ask questions. The, the, you know, what else is it? And if it's this, then what is the other side of it? What's the, um, what is the thing, uh, WebMD? Yeah, like WebMD... Is something that people use, and they go down rabbit holes, and they they ha- they have a cut on their arm, and they later diagnose themselves with cancer. It's like it's not we're not talking that extreme and that much curiosity because that's kind of a rabbit hole. But again, this is what people are doing. So they're they're like they're using online all this information out there to say like, well, you have this, but so it could be that, and then you click that, and it could be this, and then you click that, and you just keep going. Yeah. Well, I think it's also. I mean, that also gives some people more credit than they're due. I think in terms of like the lengths they'll go to to get information, mm, if that makes true. sense. I think some people might just see something and then just take it as gospel yeah. truth without doing yeah. any researching or fact checking. And I think yeah. that's the biggest problem with the whole fake news thing these days. Yeah. It's yeah. the fact that people aren't taking the personal responsibility to double check what they're reading or they're hearing. You know, in the past, if you we were talking about this earlier, like if you wanted to find something out like 20 years ago, like if you were like, oh, who's the actor in this? Or what does this mean? You'd go to a dictionary or an encyclopedia or, you know, like a piece of printed factual information. Yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah, now yeah. you don't, and it, I think it's also it's very difficult, and I think social media needs to have more responsibility and culpability in terms of like just checking what they're publishing because of course yeah with M- WebMD or those kind of dubious news websites, it's presenting itself as fact when it could just be completely made up. Of course, because anyone can kind of write in it, so to speak, right? And and we don't know what the person's motive is behind that, and 
what they're writing. And we also know that even research, and I'm using air quotes here, but research can also be clouded, right? It can be funded by people who have a certain agenda. And of course, if you want to find information, you can find it in today's world. So this is a huge problem. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so I just would caution anyone out there it's great to be curious. It's great. It's great to like kind of find this and that, but like just due diligence, do yourself yeah. due diligence. And I guess just really quickly out of curiosity, do you, because sometimes I think that it's also dangerous because people are then armed with false facts and then they don't believe the professionals like doctors mm -hmm. or personal trainers. Have mm -hmm. you ever encountered clients who have kind of come mm -hmm. to you with this false information and have been like really convinced that they Daily. were right? Daily. Yeah, or or every session, I would say. Of course, like not the sessions with people that I that I train on a regular basis, but like every new client, yes, they come they come with some sort of misinformation, and even that. Okay, if I'm being honest with myself, it's it may not be misinformation. With in the fact that like what they read was misinformation, but it could be the way they interpreted it. Right. Or the way they explain it to me and how they receive the information. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is also an issue as well, because maybe they're just reading a a one page article that fits perfectly on a website or perfectly in a magazine that doesn't give all the details or leaves out a third or a whole two thirds of what the rest of the research talked about. And as you said, with a, uh, attention span, maybe they're not going to read all of it. So they read. The first thing, or they scroll all the way to the bottom, and you should have lemon, you should have ginger, and you should never eat until you lose all the weight. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Like, no, this is not what it was talking about. Maybe the article mentioned something about detoxing. So, yeah, I hear this a lot about fat. I hear this a lot about calories in, calories out. I hear this a lot about uh, the best one exercise method out there, right? Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I get, I, I get a little bit uh, antsy when I start to talk about that because it happens a lot. Yeah, well, I was going to ask what the most common piece of mis misinformation is that people come to you with. But Yeah, it would probably have to be about the whole calories thing and what to eat and not eating fat. And, and you know, it's just so, so, so un unfortunate. Um, and it comes with kind of like that old school thought of like, yeah, but a calorie is a calorie. I heard it the other day, like literally. And it was right in front of me, and I just had to say, Josh, just kind of keep your mouth closed. They'll ask you if they want your advice. And, you know, one of the girls actually did ask me, and I would go, well, if you're really curious what I, what I think about it, it's blah, 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 because if all calories were created equal, my, my normal rebuttal to that is if all calories were created equal and it, it was all about calories in, calories out, then we should be able to go to the doctor's office, and they should be able to give us an algorithm or – uh, a math equation and say this is your prescription go home and you'll be you'll be better you'll be perfect you'll be healthy you'll be fit this is your prescription and eat this mcdonald's <laughs> right right yeah and it's just it doesn't work like that so um anyway okay well <laughs> i think we got a little bit sidetracked there but i enjoyed that digression good <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters <laughs> um okay so moving on to i think the final kind of main Point that we wanted to talk about as a negative um which is something that i'm kind of very aware of and very concerned about is like the self-esteem issue mm. um yeah do you want to kind of introduce that uh, that element well okay in this one i'm sure everyone can relate to because obviously the things we're talking about is nothing new because with the advent of social media 
there's going to be this this big trend and then there's going to be this big anti-trend, right? <laughs> Which becomes a trend as well. And so there's a lot out there about um, body, what is it called? Like body conscious and uh, body positive. What do they call it? Po- uh, body posi- like health at any size, kind of body positivity. Yeah, body like yeah. So there's there's this out there, right? So we've we've got people who are trying to conform or trying to fit in. Let's say you're a model, and you you see that all of the models that are on the runways that you want to walk down, all of them are a certain size and shape. So what do you do? You go and you say if you're if you're that aspiring model, you want to look like that, you want to be like that, then you go okay, I need to look like that. So then the next thing you do is what? Most likely, you judge yourself, say, okay, I'm not there. Again, you can use this in a positive way, but usually a certain person goes down the rabbit hole by going to clicking to see what this person eats or drinks. And so maybe what this person eats, drinks, how they exercise is fitted into a nice little small compact article that says, you only eat 500 calories a day, right? So then now we go back to the misinformation, that cycle. So now this aspiring model sees this, wants to look like that, wants to walk on that runway and goes, okay, I'm not good enough how I am. Probably won't get that job because I'm not walking on that runway now. So I'm going to do that workout. I'm going to eat this way. Oh, and then why do I not get those jobs, right? You know how many people I've worked with, especially in the modeling industry or the acting industry, to get down to a certain shape. Maybe the bookers and the agents say, hey, Josh, can you work with our group of clients here? We want to get them to a certain size. And then it's like no one is really discussing with them other than me. No one's discussing with them what's their mental attitude about if they do get to that size, well, what happens if they don't book the job? We, You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, so we get you to that size. Now you're going to become a Victoria's Secret model? Nah, maybe not. There's a lot that goes in with that. How about being as healthy as you can, get to the, the best shape that you can possibly get without damaging your body in the long run when you maybe want to have kids and things like that. And let's let's get to that first. Yeah, and I think it also, I mean, unfortunately, obviously, it is part and parcel with that industry. But mm-hmm. I think it just really puts an emphasis on like your value being related to your weight or how you look, which yeah. is incredibly damaging. And, and it's, it's very worrying seeing that. And I think, again, right. it, it links back to your point about how it affects really young children because they're seeing it from a really young age. And yeah. that's how they're being brought up, like inadvertently, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're being told everywhere. It's about how little space you take up in the world, which right. is quite right. horrifying. And previously, you know, it was just done by TV shows or magazines. And now it's actually it's affecting everyone. It's not just a gender. It's not a gendered thing. Yeah, which is a really big, like a really big thing. Like you know, there are a lot of of men who have a lot of um, mental health issues relating to self esteem and a lot of um, eating disorders as well. So it's a, yeah, it's very sad. It's very sad. It is, and you know, I will also add into that. It's like you said, it's not about like weight, and it's not about like physical image and things like that. But it can also be about having things. This whole idea of consumerism, right? Mm. So, like. Maybe it's I've seen many videos out there making fun, sort of sort of the anti-trend, but making fun of people who are doing what we call quotes stunting, right? When when you're posing as if you have all this stuff when you really don't. And I've seen a few uh, profiles out there that expose people on that. 
in a funny way that's kind of like maybe in in the cropped uh, parameters of the video screen, there's all these nice things, right? You've got the gold chains, you've got the you know bottles of alcohol, but then uh, the person on the back end, like or behind the scenes, they show them filling up these bottles with like tea or with water, and then they're using those as like fake bottles, yeah. right? So yeah, so your point about um like conforming and the um the image that people are presenting and like whether it's like buying handbags to try and fit in with this lifestyle that you can't afford or mm. stunting and pretending that you have that lifestyle it's very unattainable for the average person like for example like everyone on a beach now seems to have to feel like they have to have a six pack oh, you know yeah. and it's yeah. it's not it's not attainable so people put themselves through hell to try and get something that might not even be real Exactly. Like particularly with Photoshop, for example, like you see a lot of Instagram models like pose, um, posting like untouched photos now to be like, hey, just as a little PSA, even though I put up these amazing, gorgeous photos, a lot of work goes into making them look yeah. gorgeous. This right. is how my cellulite actually looks. Right, exactly. Which, you know, bravo to those those people and the, that that movement, so to speak. But it wouldn't even be necessary if it weren't for the fact that Everything that is being posted, I think people should take extreme caution in, in understanding that everything that's being posted is usually going to be the best of of it, right? The glamorous parts, if there are any, right? And it's almost kind of like forcing us to say, well, we're not adequate enough almost every day, every moment, because we know what, what we're doing, right? If you really take a step back and look into what you're doing and you're scrolling through, looking at everyone else's, we're literally feeding into the whole grass is the grass is greener on the other side idea or keeping up with the Joneses. Well, what is so-and-so doing? This person got married. Oh, that's a great wedding. Well, this wedding didn't look as good as this wedding. Oh my goodness, this one's even better. And oh my gosh, wow, look what this wedding is about. Or or whatever, or, you know, this workout and this food and this thing like that. So I would say we should, at the end of the day, if you ever come across anyone that says, oh, no, no, I'm not addicted to social media, then it's like if we really, really believe that, then we should challenge ourselves to maybe go without it for a day. <laughs> In fact, I'm even saying that. It's just like, wait, what? Or go without it without checking it or delete it from your phone and see what happens, see how you feel. And that's going to cause anxiety. Well, I mean, that's what I did. So when I went to my wellness retreat in November, as we discussed, I had no access to my phone for a whole week mm-hmm. um which was inc- actually incredible and i felt very like reset at the end of it like i felt weird checking it like yeah i felt very conscious when i was checking it when i finally had my phone back mm. so yeah i definitely i would definitely challenge people to try just having a social media holiday as you suggested there you go there you go yeah. so on that note i think that we sort of tackled i mean there's a lot more out there of course but we sort of tackled the cons and of course now we'll move into the pros because there's not it's not all bad it wouldn't be here if it was if it was all bad and you may recall a few times when i've mentioned how technology and social media has been one of my gratitude points right and um there's many many ways so maybe we can start with with we'll give three or four here and talk about um uh you know what what that means oh before we go into that, though, I did mention I would I was gonna give a con with the sort of the actual physicality of our bodies, right? Mm-hmm. So before we go into yeah. the pros, one little small one is what we are what is being called now tech neck. 
you've probably heard this term, tech neck. Yep, absolutely. And so this comes with the sort of the, the neck hunched over back position where our shoulders are rolled forward and our neck is is, is uh, too far forward and our head is weighted down. And then that cre- forces us to kind of turn off our abs and we have back problems. And usually that means we're seated for a long period of time or we're standing. And so that's like a whole list of things that I can point out with the physicality. And a lot of this is coming about because of social media um, or the, the advent of technology. And so not only are you in a bad position while you're doing this for long periods of time, but you're also experiencing and absorbing all the the electromagnetic fields, right? The RF, the radio frequencies that are coming in by way of this transmission of information, right? So, so that's the physicality part of it. Yeah. Then you see like uh, fo- like smartphone zombies on the street, you know, those people like <laughs> walk really slowly because they're on their phones as they're walking and you're like, yeah. move out the way. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to yeah, yeah. fall over and get hit by a car. Right. Or you do what I do with that kind of very uh, passive aggressively, just kind of nudge them a little bit, right? Just <gasps> n- not enough to make them drop their phone or anything, but just enough to make them think, oh, wow, I better watch where I'm going. <laughs> you oh my know, God, or, or we're make- getting all the secrets today. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So anyway, that, so that's another one just to kind of be aware of, guys, in, in, in the, the sense of the negativity when it comes to social media and technology of today. Now, let's get okay. a little bit more positive, Grace. Now moving on to yeah, the positives. Um, obviously, we in the past dedicated a whole episode to the wonders of virtual training. And I think that's a really good place to start because obviously social media and technology in general has made it incredibly easy just to be connected with everyone yeah. so particularly for, like to bring it closer to home like in the, in the case of this podcast you know we wouldn't be able to run this podcast without social media and technology like the yeah. whole reason we get it out into the world is word of mouth but also like sharing it on social media we keep in touch while you're traveling yep. gallivanting on your travels yeah um it's incredible exactly and we wouldn't have even had this question that we're answering now that we're using as a as a source for this, right? So it's it's true. For me in my work, in my field, it certainly has allowed me to to do what I'm doing being on tour, but also being able to maintain some sense of of clientele back in New York where my home base is. Uh, it's the way that I'm able to connect with the trainers. It's the way that I've found new trainers to, to work with me at the new gym space and it's, so there's a lot of good stuff that's coming out of social media and technology. So I'm kind of lumping social media together with technology because it, it it's sort of one and the same. One came about because of the other and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's it's it can be very, very good. It just depends on how we use it. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there obviously making a killing off of social media and and uh, virtual apps like um, YouTube and, and, and all the live components, right? Because I think it's kind of cool to see some of these live components, almost like seeing how the sausage is made going into the shops of, of maybe barbers or skateboarders or I don't know. I mean, I, I can, the list is endless. You can go and see how to groom a cat if you really want. I don't know. It's just so random. <laughs> well, yeah, it's definitely helpful having videos for example um and that sort of and that sort of thing and being able to like have connection with a trainer or you know having a connection with a 
with a professional and i think that kind of goes into like the second massive pro um of social media and as that that's just the democratization of information yes. in general yes like, it means that you don't have to be able to afford to pay a personal trainer to be able to reap the benefits of one and i guess maybe that's changing the personal training industry in some way because yeah. obviously personal trainers should be paid for what they do yeah but it means that you don't have to just rely on going to a gym and seeing someone you can learn for yourself right that makes sense i i would certainly say too it makes me as a trainer better right because when i see that there's different styles different methods different this and that out there then i need to for one be in tune i need to understand i can't be a luddite and completely not use technology and expect to understand what people are talking about when they come and ask me questions so this is part of why I stay so in the know as much as possible, but it also forces me to go out and get more certifications and more credit, so to speak, or accreditations. And I can do that now because a lot of these methods are going online. So we have online courses and, and online meetups and things like that. And I can do one-on-one -on -one training people. I can do group classes training people. So yeah, it it's works. So out of curiosity, then, I guess, how have you seen personal training change as a result of social media? Like, do you feel like it's a lot, it's very, like, trend-based, you know, personal, I, personal training on, on social media? I would say it's created two extremes. So on the one hand, it's created a lot of great, great, great trainers and a lot of great methods and ideas and things like that. But then on the other hand, I think it's also creating a lot of crap. So I had someone who came to me and was like, you know, I want to be an Instagram trainer. And I thought to myself, wait, am I hearing this right? Does this person want to be a trainer, a fitness trainer like I am, that happens to do work and use Instagram as a platform? Or is this person thinking like, I want to be famous on Instagram and like make money and this and that and be an, and be an influencer or whatever? And I'm thinking to myself, wow, that is so, so interesting. And I didn't, I didn't want to judge it negatively at first. I really didn't, I, because I, I could care less. Because at the end of the day, this person's coming to me for advice. So I thought, okay, let me use this opportunity to educate and say, all right, well, let's first become a trainer. <laughs> then we can utilize this the the platform of Instagram, and then we have to create the why would want anyone want to follow you. I didn't say that in a bad way, but I'm just like, let's create the why. There's a lot of you know Instagram quote unquote trainers out there. There's a lot of trainers in, in the network in general that you could access on the internet. So, what is it that you're gonna bring to the to the to the the market, or what story do you have? Well, you know, I I I have a big following on my personal page, so I thought maybe I could start to do something and sort of monetize it by becoming a trainer. And I go, oh, okay, so, but you are a trainer now, right? Oh, no, 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 but you know, I have a lot of exercises that I find online and I'm like, okay, well, um, yeah, <laughs> let's be careful with this because if people really do follow you and you have good genuine following, then you are gonna have at your disposal sort of the, the self-esteem of people. You're gonna have the the mental health of people. You're gonna have people's health, people's physical bodies at your disposal. So let's be careful with this. Yeah, I think it it very much plays into what we were talking 
earlier in the episode about creating authentic connections with people, but then also just being very responsible with the information you're putting out there. And I think if you're just putting it out there with the intention of getting famous, then you're maybe a little bit less likely to do some fact checking or you're less likely to show something in a in a really good way. Yeah. And particularly if you're trying to present yourself as a personal trainer, if you're doing videos where you're trying to show form and you're doing it incorrectly, that's a large following that is suddenly going to be learning how to do something incorrectly. And like you said, that's putting people's health at risk. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. So um, I, I don't know. It's It's, again... When we discuss the positives out of this, I don't even know how we got on that. On I probably went on that tangent. But the positive out there is that it is causing a bit of pressure. It's putting a little bit of pressure on the mediocre trainer or the mediocre worker or whatever. And it's it's sort of forcing us to, to get better. I love it for that for that point. Absolutely. I think that's a really excellent point because because there's so much information out there, it's never been easier to be called out. Yeah. So it's yeah. that dichotomy, isn't it? Of like yeah. there being a lot of like false information out there. But yeah. for those people who are willing to put the time and effort into like learning about something, they're more likely to call it out and be like, hey, actually, this is bullshit. Like yeah. you're, you're talking shite. Yeah, um, exactly. And they're the shite. kind of people who <laughs> they're the kind of people who will make the accounts like you were talking about, like unmasking the people stunting. Yeah, exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. And and I think also too for those who who are kind of wondering, what am I getting out of this? I think you should ask yourself as well. What am I getting out of this? Maybe have a scroll through your your timeline from a year ago, two 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 years ago, three years ago, whatever, and look and see how far you've come. Maybe in the things that you're posting, the things that you're saying, the things that you're liking, and that way you can kind of reevaluate yourself. I did that earlier today, and I thought it was very interesting, very cool. I had some notes about wanting to create a podcast, and here we are, two years later, That's right? Insane. So, yeah. Well, I yeah. think that brings us nicely to our final uh, pro, which is the fact that social media is a really good tool for acting as a public notebook if you use it responsibly. Yeah. Um, because it's obviously, you know, you can share your work, you can get feedback. If you're creating really great, authentic work, people will notice and you will amass a following and that will improve your life in certain ways. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's just, it's a way, again, a way of sharing information and sharing your creativity, which yeah. I think is, is great. It is really cool. Um, again, this this book that I'm reading now, I just finished the book Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon, and I'm currently reading, almost finished, with Show Your Work, his second book. It's sort of the, the sequel to, uh, or the, the second book that kind of goes hand in hand with the first book. So um, in there, it discusses a lot of these things, and I just posted a little graphic that he has in the book on my page. I just posted that on my personal page, and it's basically... The words learn and teach, or I don't know which one's first, but like it's learn and teach. And there's a, a an arrow that goes from one to the next and then creates a circle to go from the, the next to the one. And so, or we could say one and two, and it creates this vicious circle. And what he means by putting that there is that if you, if you teach, then you're also going to get an opportunity to learn from the teaching. And so it kind of goes along with the whole, in order to be a good leader, you must be a good follower. And that's what I kind of get out of that graphic. And I've noticed that from a very young age, my father, in, in order to have my brother and I become black belts in his karate system, he instilled in his programming that you have to be able to teach in order to be able to get your black belt. 
And so that's why we did the a lot of our learning. You know, it's it was just it was really really cool. And I also remember um, in in going to college, going to different classes. Like uh, when I took a speech classes, a voice and diction class, we had to give public speaking courses, right? So we had to do public speaking. And I knew like this was some of the best ways for me to learn how to be a better speaker is because I knew I spoke better if I knew the information. Well, if I wanted to speak well in a, a voice and diction class or a public speaking class, I needed to really learn the information. And so upon sort of doing the two, I, I learned something that I wouldn't have learned otherwise in order to be able to talk better. And then what happens? Well, you're teaching something and then you get feedback from it. And so I think we can use that as long as we sift through the things that we talked about before. Yeah, and I think it's great for us, um, both for articulation, but also for accountability. Because you're, you're choosing how you're going to present yourself to the whole world. People are going to see that. And also you see, it's a big trend, not trend now, but you see it a lot now where people go back on famous people's Twitter accounts or Instagram accounts for like three to five years ago. And they see things like, bad things that they've said in the past and they've been like mm. well hang on like how can i trust you now if you were posting this like racism years ago yeah so it's re it really forces you to be accountable for what how you're presenting yourself yeah. how you're speaking your mind but then also it forces you to figure out how you want to do that yeah you know it helps you articulate that like if you're figuring out how you want to post if you're posting a video you have to really put thought into what you're saying and i think right. that helps you refine it and how about this one, Grace? If you want to use that very thing you just mentioned, if you want to use that as a platform to help encourage you or to help guide you along any route that you want to go down, then the idea would be that the people that you follow and the people that follow you are your core group of people, right? So what is the point in having this huge amount of followers where you post something and you're going to get a lot of great feedback and then a lot of crappy feedback because we know there's a lot of uh what do they call them what are the bullies the trolls <laughs> with with large amounts of followers you're gonna you're definitely gonna come across trolls so i would encourage people to have a core group of people let's say 10 20 30 40 people that you would be able to select what you post to right and so maybe that comes in the form of google hangouts or maybe that comes in the form of of whatsapp Maybe it's not quite yet ready for the trolls. And they're also with that, you need to stand firm on what you believe. And if you've gotten good feedback from the people that really matter, then when you do put it out there and the trolls start knocking because they come, then that's when you say to yourself, yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You just click mm -hmm. delete or block or whatever and just keep it moving, you know, yeah. because what you've created is good. So I, I think there's a lot of layers to this. And uh, I think it's a great topic that we've, that we've discussed today. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, thank you so much, uh, Kimmy, for suggesting it because it's, I think we've had a very engaging, thought-provoking conversation, um, yeah. which is lovely. Like, I love being able to, like, chime in and, you know, voice yeah, you, my... You killed it today. My, my rants. Yeah, I think th this <laughs> may be, ladies and gentlemen, this may be the... The the one podcast where where Grace has spoken as much, if not more, than I did. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Well, I mean, yeah, I think just to kind of round it off for that final point, I think as long as what you're doing on social media is authentic and true to yourself, then I think, you know, that is a really good tool for change. 
and yeah. a tool for empowering yourself. Yeah. So we should, yeah, just all be very careful about what we put out into the world, what we take from the world and just how we're impacting on people. Agreed. And I'll add one thing in there. For those of you that feel like it may be of some concern, as in in a negative way, then check in with yourself. Maybe ask people around you. Because this is one thing that I think, like I started this conversation with, was it's one thing if it affects you personally. It's another thing if, if it affects others around you. And I have had conversations with people where I said, listen, um, I really would rather spend time with you rather than you or me <laughs> being on the phone the entire time. Mm-hmm. How about we change that? Either we both go and be on our phone separately or we hang out and talk to each other together. And so if we can have more of these conversations, then I think we will start to learn even more. Learn, teach, teach, learn. There you go. <laughs> okay, right. Um, to wrap up this extra special episode, um, do you want to kick off your gratitude? Yes. So gratitude for this week, I would say, is I'm grateful, again, for being able to travel to a place that I've never been before. Um, as I'm speaking here in Berlin, an amazing place with a lot of history, with the Berlin Wall and and, and, and everything. I mean, the, everything that comes with this. Um so I'm just grateful to be able to experience this and to be able to do my work, but also be able to to kind of travel around and, as you would say, gallivant around the world. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah, it's truly amazing. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> okay, um, I am very grateful. Um, I'm really grateful for just um, some lovely friends that I have. Um, this weekend had the potential for being uh, not the most positive one, but um, actually like some of my really close friends have really come through for me and I've ended up having a really, really lovely time, like just spending quality time with with different groups of them. Um, and I'm really appreciative and grateful to have that opportunity and that relationship. So, yeah. Well, that's very beautiful. And I would assume that with you saying that you guys probably weren't sitting in front of each other on your phones either, right? No, oh my God, we had no phones. It was there amazing. Yeah. There you go. There you it go. It was so nice. <laughs> and the weather has been really lovely this weekend. So got to spend some time outside, which is always a bonus. Beautiful, beautiful. All right. Well, that was great. Um, again, thanks for listening, all you listeners out there. Again, Kimmy, thank you for your question and uh, comment. And uh, we encourage others to do the same thing. So give yeah. us a listen uh, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Simply Walk the Talk. If you have any questions or comments, shout out to us on social media or email us at hello at simplywalkthetalk.com. And if you like this episode and it was helpful in any way, feel free to share. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs)